Royal Record of the Grap Up. Um, here for the Royal Rumble. Uh, we're watching the pre-show at the moment, sitting here on the couch. Uh, I'm joined by usual Grap Up co-host, Mark Robinson. In ha- the flesh. Happy birthday, Mark. Thank you very much. Mark turning uh, 21 again this yeah, year. Yeah, what a way to spend my birthday. And you know what? I probably was doing the exact same thing when I was 21, so... Yeah, yeah, probably yeah. were. You, you were almost certainly doing the same thing last year, uh, yeah. except you lived here then. Yep, yep. But yeah, back. Our first in-studio record since you moved out, probably. Uh, I'd imagine so, yeah. Yeah. Welcome back, buddy. It's and we're joined uh, on the other couch by a man who only took us fucking four years to get him on one of our shows. <laughs> A uh, man who I think his official moniker on the link to the cast website is Friend of the Show. <laughs> it's Keith Brony. Great to be here, Dave. Happy birthday, Mark. Uh, I, I do love that as my official um, kind of title in terms of my appearance on the show. Friend of the Show, Keith Brony. Always a pleasure to be listening and then hear myself randomly crop up for no particularly good reason, but delighted all the same. I, we like to name drop you in because you are the most famous friend of the show we have. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's also worth noting, I believe in one of the banked episodes of our sister podcast, Days of Thunder, you have already been name-dropped as well. <laughs> I'm not sure if I heard that one so like I, I, know, I think it's one of the ones we haven't posted yet. Okay. Uh, we're about two episodes ahead of ourselves at the moment. I do enjoy that, especially as a, as a man who... My only experience with WCW, outside of, you know, watching clips as an adult, was, you know, when um, Cartoon Network changed over and you'd get the occasional glimpse of sting but at that stage in my life i was like i don't know what this is and i turn off the telly and go to bed <laughs> so i've never you were probably better of- off given the time frame <laughs> so i've never seen an episode of thunder and in fact i'm pretty sure when you asked if i could whip up a logo that was the first time i've ever seen the wcw thunder logo <laughs> i mean that is the best bit of thunder as far as i'm concerned but... yeah yeah uh, also joined on the couch by toby the golden retriever who we hope won't interrupt proceedings. He doesn't really bark when I'm in the room with him. Like uh, He behaves himself when I'm watching, but eats Mark's shoes when I'm not. Yeah. Uh, more on that maybe later on in the program. <laughs> <clears throat> but anyway, we're going to do a quick pre-show uh, and post-show chat about uh, Rumble Weekend. So this is our pre-show portion, obviously. Uh, all of us here assembled. We're in the middle of watching the, the Cruiserweight match on the pre-show. So we're three matches deep on the pre-show already. So you'll hear no predictions or analysis of what we think is going to happen in those matches. But um, we've all watched NXT. I think that's maybe where we should start. Uh, NXT TakeOver Phoenix uh, was last night. Um, on the whole, what did we think of the show? Maybe we'll go to Mark, who literally just finished watching the show about half an hour ago. Uh, so as with pretty much all of the NXT shows, uh, it was a good time. It was a, uh, pretty seamless two, slightly just over two hour show as the NXT shows usually are. Um, I think that for those people out there who are tired of the whole Gargano, uh, Ciampa storyline, which I'm not one of those people, I'm fine with it, for anyone that is on the other side of that fence, and there's a fair few of them. Uh, they probably hated this show. <laughs> but uh, I it, thought... It does finally seem like they're heading towards Endgame with that, though. Possibly. Unintended, considering, yeah. you know... Uh, yeah, comments. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how they... what the, the end goal is for, for the Mania weekend. But uh, overall, like, I thought War Raiders and uh, Undisputed Era delivered. 
Uh, I was, was so good. Yeah, yeah I we're was. We'll get into a match by match now, surely. Yeah, uh, I was sad to see the titles go, unless you know it means that either they they have a long term kind of build now for the undisputed because I think that those two, O'Reilly and Strong, have been like just you know the one, best, the one of the best tag teams yeah. going. And uh, yeah, I mean we'll go match by match, but overall yeah, it was a good show. Brony, uh, overall thoughts on the show. Yeah, overall, really, really, really enjoyed it. Uh, it was the first NXT I had, uh, takeover I'd watched in full in a long time. Um, I usually just catch the bits and pieces kind of the next day. Um, um, Sundays are usually kind of busy. But uh, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Watched it uh, throughout the day today. Um, and I know we're going to get into match my, my match in a minute, but yeah, that... That tag match was awesome. Gargano and Ricochet, I just thought, was incredible. Overall, like, I mean, it's, it's true what they say. You know, NXT is always going to... NXT Ak- Akira Tozawa nearly just died there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, NXT TakeOver. The track record is you're not going to have a bad time. Not by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll we'll kick off the show. We'll just do some some quick thoughts on each match, I think, and then get into our rumble predictions. Otherwise, the show is going to start before we predict anything. Um, so yeah, the the opening match, as we spoke about, uh, War Raiders uh, coming out with a, uh, a kind of the only special kind of entrance they did on that whole show. Really, there was some kind of special occasion gear. Yeah, like I was surprised. I was expecting uh, Alistair may have had something a little bit more because he had a pretty elaborate jacket at the the last takeover show. Um, but other than Ricochet had a pretty cool Spider Man sort of inspired get up. Yeah, it was only the the War Raiders, which I mean, hey, they it was their kind of coronation party. They they won the title, so it it, it kind of makes sense in that degree. Um, uh, by the way, all... elaborate jacket is my uh, Talking Heads tribute band. <laughs> Though their whole Viking cosplay get up shtick, I kind of care less for. But although Sarah Logan was one of the Vikings, which yes, is kind of adorable is, in hindsight, it's, figuring that out. It's a nice little touch. Um, but yeah, that match banged. Um, I I was expecting that uh, the undisputed era would would get like the biggest cheers like i was thinking that just because of the audience that you usually get the, at the nxt shows um, where like adam cole is, gets the biggest pop every yeah time. i was thinking that the raiders may have been just like not the hills but been booed as such but it wasn't yeah. the case and i was i was kind of pleasantly surprised by that um but yeah just a, a great match um Hansen was showing his athleticism that he is known mm. for having. We got a bit of a greatest Hansen hits, which yeah. is an which, excellent time. Which is an wild because, time. like, was it he had some like really bad injury after War Games? It was like a ruptured spleen or some shit. Oof. Like he had a re. I was I was listening to post wrestling the 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 up next review of the show, uh, and they were saying that he had some sort of serious. But you wouldn't know. Like he was fucking flying around. Out running around that ring like nobody's business just on the note of the crowd and um, what mark was saying there about you know obviously you know the, the boys the war raiders certainly you know they weren't booed by any stretch of imagination but during that special entrance which i really really enjoyed the crowd was kind of lukewarm to this whole like let's get war being chanted you know going on they're kind of like you could hear it in the crowd a little bit but you know people weren't entirely in on it as a, as a chant yeah I can't quite understand why. 
But overall, I mean, excellent match. You suggest that an American crowd usually would have no problem chanting war. Um, very I'm prejudiced not, of you, Brony. I'm not, not <laughs> suggesting that. And like, I mean, we are in Arizona. But I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, no further comment. But yeah, so we had a title change, which as, as Mark said, was kind of a surprise. And I think maybe for a lot of people on uh, any other takeover that would probably be in hands down match of the night but more on that later yeah. <laughs> uh, next up I believe was Cash Samuel Matt Riddle was that the next match yes it was mm-hmm. yeah and I, I, I feel like and I'll go straight back to Brony with this one uh, I feel like the consensus was this match was good there was nothing nothing necessarily wrong with it but you have a feeling a year and a half ago when both men weren't signed that this exact match would have been a lot better yeah if we had been watching this matchup in like an OTT I feel like they'd still be scraping some people off the walls of the Tivoli it would be so good and I mean this was R.I.P. the Tivoli R.I.P. dearly sadly missed but um, yeah I mean I thought it was good I, I, I did enjoy it you know it was what you'd expect it was stiff there was um, some fairly memorable moments in there. I mean, Cassius Ono chowing down it was a sight I really didn't need to see, but mm. I saw. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the saddest thing for me was, like, as they were clearly getting into the, the, the ending stretch, because of his position in NXT over the last while, I mean, not a single member of the crowd was buying into any of Cassius Ono's big, potentially match-ending moves. Yeah, even though they were trying to, like, rehab him on the build-up to... This match, like it just, yeah, no one really bought into it. No, they? they weren't gonna like have him lose to Riddle twice, and then in the third match, when clearly they have plans for Mister Riddle, um, yeah, they, they weren't gonna have him lose. So the crowd just really didn't buy any of them, and I mean, obviously it was still very, very enjoyable, but that does take a certain thing away. Um, Mark, speaking of buying in, um, you were saying to me earlier that you are not necessarily that wild about the wwe incarnation of matt riddle it's a bit hey cool whatever man it's it's very much taking like the caricature of what you'd expect uh matt riddle you know in wwe to be um and i'm i'm not on board of it yet it very much i think i said last time we did one of these um or, or we discussed him that it feels very much circa 2002 rob van damme at the moment um and but it's not anything less than what I was expecting for them to do with his character so there you go um, this match didn't really do anything for me uh, I, I've seen these two have better matches um, and part of that is just down to the way that Ono has been treated over the last year two years it, it, it's hard to take him seriously at mm. this point uh, in terms of thinking that he could pull off the victory uh, I, I think that they did the right thing at the last takeover by having that quick victory for for Riddle to establish him as a threat. But I found this match to be just pretty dull. I, th- I thought that Ono's heat, he's beat down just... Uh, I, I, I think that they may have been better just going for another kind of dominant victory for, mm. for Riddle here. So yeah, this didn't do anything for me. Uh, moving on to the next match and one that I think did an awful lot for most people. Uh one Johnny Takeover, Donald Wrestling, Johnny Gargano, uh, taking on uh, Irishman Rick O'Shea. Um, a thing of beauty. Oh my God. I mean, we'll obviously get to the 
you know post show segment after we talk about the main event and obviously we're currently watching the pre-show of the rumble speculation we're is running around a race against the clock less than 15 <laughs> minutes till the rumble starts and now i'm i'm presently being climbed on by a resident golden retriever toby here who is you know you know jumping between being curious of me and ignoring me and he's gone for the ear again boys <laughs> he's a he's a lovely boy though but uh, yes this match was incredible and we're obviously speculating about what's going to happen in the rumble itself but man, Ricochet is going to be a money-printing machine for the Fed. If, provided they don't, I don't know, do something that the Fed is very capable of doing. <laughs> but let's, you know, fingers crossed, uh, toes crossed that that doesn't happen. And we get to see a beautiful, beautiful man give us many beautiful, beautiful matches. As this dog gives me many, many beautiful, beautiful kisses on the, can, on the face. You, you, you can kind of push him away a little bit. He's, it's, it's fine. Um, Toby, come here. Um, Mark, as Toby, as, as, I, as I rescue Toby from Brony, uh, or Brony from Toby, it, it's hard to tell which way around is happening at the moment. Um, this, this was a great match. This, this was, was a fabulous match. This was the Johnny Gargano we were all kind of missing during the... Uh, melodrama of the why am I so violent faces last year I, I, I was perfectly fine with that version of Gargano um, and I you know Gargano and Alistair at the last takeover was like just fucking incredible yeah. um, I have no issue with that version of Gargano but yeah this match was awesome um, it kind of featured like bits of the sort of indie flips style of match that you'd expect these two to have but there was the WWE storytelling in there as well um, and the kind of big you know Shawn Michaels I love you type presentation as well um, but just overall ju- the the fluidity and the crispness of these two is is insane um, and, and the way that Ricochet was able to just get up do whatever ridiculous move that he could do and you know 15, 20 minutes into a match and still hitting the kind of stuff that he hits. Mm. Like, that man is a machine uh, and just has a level of athleticism that, you know, very few have. Um, and I can't wait to see how they fuck him up on the main roster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Gargano winning the North American title. Now, there's been a lot of speculation that we, we know we're going to the inevitable gargano Champa match for the title over Mania weekend. Uh, but I heard an interesting piece of speculation uh, again on the post wrestling show and a couple of people on Twitter were saying it that because of the, the NXT UK title and people are speculating there's going to be a Japan version of NXT at some stage that perhaps the two titles are getting brought together as the NXT North American title and then kind of there's no kind of primary secondary NXT title there's the different NXT titles and things like that and I'm like I don't know how I feel about that because it's such a new belt that I don't feel the unification actually means anything yet I don't think they've earned it as being this big kind of put it together but again it's it's all kind of I, I don't people f- trying to guess where the puck is going without any real they haven't really said anything I mean to be honest it's that. probably like the, the pure championship in that it doesn't really matter whether it exists or yeah. it doesn't exist um like the the necessity to have the North American title was just that you would usually have one under uh, card match on any takeover show mm. um, that would have to be built around whatever grudge feud they were trying to do, which for the most part they usually did pretty well. But this yeah. just made it a lot easier to just hey, here's a belt, you know. Um, women's title match up next. Uh, Shayna Baszler retains 
against Bianca Belair. Um, this match, I thought, for the most part, um, and I think in our little chat beforehand, I think we all kind of agreed, quite sloppy. Um, now, Bianca Belair is only two, two and a half years into the business. I've had a lot of matches on TV, let alone matches on TakeOver under her belt. So she'll get there. There's definitely, like, she as a presence, she's a superstar. That's mm. that's for damn fucking sure. Um, and Shayna Baszler, in spite of, like, she has a couple more years under her belt, but is still a little bit green. But in her defense, then, she has the, she has the aura of an actual murderer <laughs> that I'm very, very scared of. And that Kira Fuda clutch is, uh, is, is scary shit. Uh... Brony, how did you feel about the match? And particularly what I thought was was the best. I thought the closing stretch was fantastic. Just in regards to Baszler's look, I mean, there was some smirks that she pulled during the match that put a shiver down my spine. Mm. Uh, She can just be absolutely terrifying at times. I I agree, as you're saying, Dave, we we talked about this before we began to record. And, you know, there were points in the match that, to me, a little sloppy, obviously... Belair was, you know, selling the injured arm so that you could kind of narratively see, oh, that wouldn't be, you know, she would, of course, wouldn't be able to do that perfectly, but you still kind of saw some of the execution moments. It was like a little messy, but the final stretch was just a kind of a, a star-making story moment for Belair. Yeah. Uh, Mark, do you feel that the, the closing stretch of this match did that good job of both uh, keeping Shayna Baszler over as a killer but getting Bianca Belair over as tough as nails were both one or do you think they overdid a little bit? No, I think they they managed both and I think the key thing with this match wasn't even so much about whether um, Bianca won the title or not because I, I, I feel that it was a, a foregone conclusion that uh, Shayna would walk out of the title but it was about establishing... Uh, Belair at this point very very early on in her career mm. as being a, a, a legit contender and being yeah. someone that they can um, get up to that next level within the, the women's division because I don't know what the plan is with, with uh, Baszler but give, give me Candace versus Shane at Wrestlemania weekend yeah. <laughs> but I can't imagine Baszler has that much longer on, on the NXT brand and, and I think it, Ronda's imminent departure probably hastens that it, they need someone to fill that exact role exactly um, and with a bunch of talent that's gone up um, you know you've got there kind of the next crop to, to carry the division over with, with your um, depending on within the UK division who they would be using but you've got um, Belair you've got uh, Sane you've got Shirai um, they're probably the, the three kind of main vocal parts of that division going forward yeah. and yeah I mean they've barely even began to scratch the surface with Candice LeRae yeah. Mia Yim Mia Yim yeah but the list goes on like. but none of those other than Kyrie Sane they've pushed and established at that level yeah so the whole point of this match was to get Belair up to that and I think to a degree it did accomplish that mm. yes it was sloppy at points but we're talking about someone who's had two years in the business yeah. you know um, but she's such a freak natural athlete mm. that a lot of that she may in fact be CrossFit Jesus not, yeah not I, Seth Rollins yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the only... first he loses the title the man and now he's <laughs> losing CrossFit Jesus I'm still not sure whether being a face is the best role for her. Yeah. Um, 
that she has a certain swag about her in that Sasha Banks type vibe mm. that she just it makes more sense for her and just it looks yeah. more natural for her to be whereas like Sasha is only now coming to terms with being a good baby face yeah. she's been on the roster for three years so yeah um, anyway we're, we're I'm, oh, gonna, I'm gonna speed things yeah, along because yeah, yeah, sure, the rumble sure. is actually about to start right. so uh, I'm just gonna get uh, give me in a word or a couple of words what you thought of the main event uh, Tommaso Ciampa uh, Alistair Black uh, very quickly fine but mm, a bit uninspired it, it was good yeah but it wasn't Gargano Ricochet yeah I think that's fair right now what we'll do is uh, we'll, we're we just about to take a break because the rumble is about to start but what I'm going to do is read down the card uh, give me not what you think the match is going to be like just give me your prediction All right. who's going over who's winning uh, I'm just reading in order that they have here on Wikipedia thanks very much to our friends at Wikipedia Sponsors of the program, don't you know? Um, let's Are go they paying with for this show. Who knows? <laughs> Hope they pay for this new recorder I got. Um, the 2019 Men's Royal Rumble match winner, Mark. It has to be Seth Rollins. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I would say this is probably of all the matches on the show. Uh, it's probably the biggest kind of like obvious, and it's weird because almost like because it's a rumble because it's so obvious it almost makes me think that like Randy Orton or someone is going to win which is <laughs> they can't give like he can't tie Stone Cold for the Rumble wins um, um, I saw a piece of fan art that was inspired by some of the earlier like iconic Rumble posters and I saw the lineup in the men's Rumble and then when I saw it there I was like it has to be Rollins there's nobody else yeah I think until he got put in the world title match and said I think Finn was the second favourite with the bookies but now they're doing that match tonight uh, and we'll move on to that uh, so we're all saying Rollins. Seth Rollins for the men's rumble uh, universal title match Brock Lesnar Finn Balor let's do it for Ireland uh, come on fucking avenge Michael Collins because uh, it, was, it was Brock Lesnar and Balaam Lawn. we all know it Dev sent Lesnar Dev sent Lesnar down to You've, you've gone you've gone real niche here. Yeah, so yeah, all right. All right. It wasn't no, no, a you're German niche. pistol that killed Collins, it was a German suplex. <laughs> and there it is. There's the money shot. Uh, uh, who's winning the universal title? Oh, um I mean if Seth's winning the rumble, Brock is winning the Universal yeah. Championship match. Yeah. I I would love in, in my heart of hearts a Seth versus Finn Universal title match, but the money is obviously uh, now, Seth versus fairness, Brock there is a story, the big beefy boy there is the a big it, beetroot boy there is an inbuilt storyline there with Finn and Seth based yeah. on the original Universal Championship yeah. match never lost it and they could just do Brock and Drew as this separate thing yeah. but I don't think they'll do that I think and it makes sense to do Brock and Seth Brownie prediction uh, my heart says Balor but my my sad sad brain says Lesnar here Rollins Lesnar has been what's been rumored for a long, long time. I agree there would be a really, really cool back to the origin of the Universal title story there. And yeah, you could do Brock versus Drew or even, you know, Brock versus Braun again on the the Mania show. But I just as much as I want to see it, I don't see it happening. And I'm really intrigued to be honest. My biggest prediction with this one is like, does the demon show up? And what does Brock not if he's gonna li- like? not if he's gonna lose, I don't think. Covered. <laughs> yeah in paint it's um, going to be terrifying looking if it happens 
because I think it's supposed to be the opener, I'm going to go to the SmackDown women's title next. Uh, Asuka, Becky Lynch. Asuka. Uh, yeah, I think this is... Uh, Asuka. Yeah, I think Asuka, and that plays into uh, probably some predictions we have later on. Brony. Yeah, Asuka due to shenanigans, potentially. Um, Blair, or sorry, Charlotte may well get involved in some capacity, but... I don't know. I really, really hope this opens the show, and I really, really hope Oscar wins in some way, shape, or form. Because, yeah. Uh, moving on to the Raw Women's Title match for a minute, uh, a match I'm actually really looking forward to because much better than the actual build to the match was a show or was a little vignette that went up on the internet over the weekend of Sasha training for this match. It's Sasha Banks versus Ronda Rousey. Ronda herself in her little vlogs that she does after Raw, is saying that, like, more than any match she's had so far, she's looking for... She is a huge Sasha Banks fan. So I imagine this is actually going to be, like, this is going to be real good. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, predictions? Uh, I'm going to go with Ronda. Um, but I'm, I'm going to imagine Sasha is going to be well up for this because it's just the biggest thing she's had to do since the Charlotte-Sasha feud. So yeah. uh, Ronda as well for me. Yeah, Ronda's going to win it. What I'm most intrigued about, I think it's going to be great... I'm not afraid of what Ronda's going to do to Sasha. I'm afraid of what Sasha's going to do to herself <laughs> to sell for Ronda. I think this has got this could steal the show, to be honest. Um, but oh, we here just comes Becky opening the show. So yeah, uh, but yeah, I have uh, Ronda as well. Uh, okay, so uh, Smack. Well, I was going to say, I see why they don't have any kind of uh, like Titantron or anything because they're just going to use augmented reality as yeah. like. The, well, they've been doing that now for a few months. Yeah, it's, but they it's, haven't it's, done it quite super to bad. This degree, um, yeah. Becky Lynch is just the coolest. God damn it! I, um, I mean, she will be my wife. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to set goals for yourself, Mark. He doesn't need. Well, he does need that EU passport. So that's exactly. <laughs> This yeah, that's way. why you're marrying Becky, the green card. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, the SmackDown, the, the WWE title match, AJ Styles versus the greatest man to have ever walked the earth, Daniel Bryan. Naomi uh, prediction guest lecturer, Daniel See, Bryan. <laughs> this one is the, the one that's tricky. Out of any match on, on the show, this is the one that's tricky to predict because I have no idea where they're going for, for mm. Mania itself. Which is exciting. Which is, yeah, because everything else is pretty predictable. Uh, I would like to say they'll stick with Daniel Bryan and do this, but they could just as much because they might need to do something that's unpredictable. Just put it back on Styles. Um, I'll go with Bryan. I'm going with Bryan because he cut a promo on a burger on the pre-show. <laughs> I, I want Bryan. I agree with Mark. It is probably the most unpredictable thing, unless we're getting uh, what we really, really want about the next match we're going to talk about. Completely wrong. It's the most unpredictable thing, but the the new Daniel Bryan has just been nothing short of excellent, and he deserves to go to Mania with the belt and have some face cha- uh, challenge him for it. Very quickly before we get to the women's rumble, uh, the Bar versus uh, Miz and his best buddy Shane McMahon. I don't care. I don't care. I forgot this was happening. Moving on to the women's rumble match. <laughs> Um, Cesaro and AEW so there there are two real possibilities for this one and I'm going to go out on a limb wear my heart and my sleeve this one and I just I'm trying to will this into existence please for the love of fucking god let Becky Lynch win this rumble it'll be the greatest thing I wanted I had said like when this whole heel turn thing was happening I wanted her not only to win the rumble but to enter at number one and win the fucking rumble (laughs) (laughs) that's how much I want this to happen Uh, I really hope it does Uh, but that yeah that's my prediction out of hope Uh, but I I have this 
like sinking feeling in my chest that Charlotte is going to win and it is going to be the three way that everyone's talking about. Uh, even though I think Becky versus Ronda one on one is m- money to me. I think there's as, as much chance that they fuck this up and they have Alexa Bliss win it because. But you know, I love Alexa as well. And like the, yeah. the, the comeback moment, it'd be a great moment without thinking but any all, further past but, tonight. But also, no bites. Yeah. Like, seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. If I went real wild card, I'd go with Alexa Bliss. I do think they're still going to fuck this up, so I'm going to go with Charlotte. Brownie. I want Becky to win so very bad, just like yourself, Dave. She needs to just take Carmella out at the back, enter number 30, win the damn thing, or do a classic callback and have herself and Charlotte tumble over the top at the same time. That's The, the, the Lex Brett finish a lot of people have been predicting this week. Mm. Uh, friend of the show Jamie O'D was the first person I heard predict that so give him a shout out or well, maybe maybe Stephanie McMahon will win because... <laughs> um, yeah just fingers toes everything crossed because if Becky Lynch is not in the rumble and she doesn't well, win the this, belt... the women's championship match is going on first and they should really have learned from the Bray versus Brian thing that if you put the match on first, everyone's going to assume the person they like is in the Rumble. Well, that's exactly what I was going to reference. So, I mean, Although I know it's not it, going to be Rey Mysterio It kind of ace what some people are saying is that they're trying to do the Daniel Bryan thing to Becky by just having her get beaten and beaten and beaten and hope that people just get more into her. And I really hope that's not what's happening because I just want her to win. Yes. No, she... Look, if she doesn't win this match and doesn't even get... What, she, she has to be in the rubble if this is going first which if she doesn't win there has to it'll, it'll have to be the three way yeah. there's no way she's not, she's not not getting a look in if she's she's either winning the rumble or she's winning the chamber yeah especially when they're doing the Asuka match now because yeah. um, you know who else is the man going to face at Mania yeah you know they're not going to have a rematch of this no it has to be the triple threat she can win the uh, she can win the battle royal <laughs> <laughs> she was in it last year just just actually to say that I mean complete opposite end of the spectrum to Shinsuke Nakamura now you know yeah. we have him opening the pre-show after winning last year and now you know women's uh, battle royale at Wrestlemania and now Becky Lynch is the hottest thing in all of wrestling yeah go on Ireland yes go on Ireland uh, we'll be back uh, provided this recorded property this is our first time using this device hopefully we haven't roared for half an hour into a machine that doesn't work um, we'll be back in about four hours and we'll either be very happy or very sad so and there's a chance there might only be two of us talking yeah yeah <laughs> you may hear the din of Mark and Toby snoring in the background um, but yeah we'll, I'm old now. we'll be back in a while with uh, some really quick takes before we go to bed on what we thought of the 2019 Royal Rumble stay tuned what what the Cleaning 
with WWE official Fit Finley. Here we she go. She's got her wish. Will the luck of the Irish be on her side? The man, toe to toe with Nia Jax. And here comes Becky Lynch. It's the morning after the night before. One of our number has not made it. And it's not the one you would have thought. Dave Ryan back here. Uh, we're in the more kind of peaceful and serene surrounds of my office. Not joined by Toby. Not joined by Keith Brony. More on why we're not joined by Keith Brony in a couple of seconds. But we are joined by the ghost of Mark Robinson. Good Mark. morning. Good morning. How's it going? It was a long night, wasn't it? It was a fairly long night. These uh, these big WWE pay per views these days they're uh, they're a real marathon, yeah. you know. Seven hours, a real endurance the, test from the start of the pre-show to the end of the main event. They're thereabouts. Uh, I'm looking forward to the day. Well, I'm not looking forward to the day that they'll do a mania, which just goes ten hours long. Yeah, you know, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. I'm not sure if it's this year, but well, they're adding a whole new division now with the women's tag team titles. So yeah, there's even more. Still yeah. to put on that roster, and they're still signing everybody. Do you so. know what? Do you know what? We they're gonna have like a two day, a weekend at some point where they're gonna have every single belt within the company on the line, and it's just the show's gonna go for you know forever, forever. Yeah, then now forever. This is somebody. Um, I, I was reading a recap this morning, and someone pointed out there was seven championships defended at the Royal Rumble. Uh, I. You know what? I'd have a hard time. We think about them. like the three pre-show uh, the pre matches, world title yeah. matches, and then I mean, I don't know if you two can... world titles, two. I don't know if you can even qualify the Raw tag titles as real championship belts. Oh, at this point. actually, I don't think that was a title match. No. Yeah. So it was the cruiser. This is the cruiserweight title. So that match even had less fucking reason to happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Christ. So like two world titles, two women's titles, the SmackDown tag team titles. That's five cruiserweight title, and what one am I missing? The US title. Yeah, so seven. No, I mean, if you blink, you'd have missed that match. Yeah. Damn straight. Right. Yeah, um, yeah so Brony's not with us. Uh-huh. Because Brony, so he arrived at about half ten. Mm-hmm. We had some food. We recorded our pre-show. The rumble started, went on till just after 5 a.m. our time. And then Brony got up, walked out of the house, and went to work. Like a fucking maniac. I mean, I respect him and his decisions made in life. You respect the hustle. I do respect the hustle. I think he's insane. Yeah. I, like a normal person, booked the day off. Well, yeah. I say a normal person, I used one of my days of holiday to book it so I could watch a fucking wrestling show. But, yeah. yeah. You know, you're grading on a curve when I, you're yeah, talking normal here. Depending on, on your definition of normal, I guess I'm probably completely insane. But yeah. hey, it's my birthday, so I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, uh, before we get into it match by match overall impressions on the show thumbs up thumbs down thumbs in the middle uh, it was a perfectly serviceable show mm-hmm. um, it did fit, like after the women's rumble uh, I was kind of thinking Jesus sweet hell we still have two like world title matches and another rumble to go yeah I think that was a like that was a popular thought on Twitter as well it's like oh my god there's so much show left yeah I really think they need to bookend the rumble matches one to start the show one to end yeah um, I, I think as well we're, we were even saying before the women's rumble started that we were just like just give us a rumble now yeah it's like this is the world rumble pay-per-view we've had to wait nearly two hours for our uh, a rumble to start and not having this and it's also it's, it was completely unnecessary to have the pre-show be two hours long it was the Smackdown tag match was completely it's just, it's just too much we only watched an hour of the pre-show and that was too long yeah yeah. you know 
Um, well, any time with Jonathan Coachman is usually too long. But as a show, it was fine. Um, I don't think there's anything in the show that I would go back and watch. Um, I will probably, because I, I was asleep for about two-thirds of the Balor Brock match, but that was only about eight minutes long. Yeah, it's pretty good. So I will go back and watch that. Everything else, I mean... I see a man get stabbed with a table. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sure. That sounds like fun. Um, I, the two, we'll get into it, but the two Rumbles, they're not Rumbles that I will go back and watch anytime no. soon. They're not on your... You, you do the annual rewatch the Rumble matches thing usually. That won't be going into rotation anytime nah, soon. I can't imagine. Whereas so. I would have thought one or possibly both of last year's ones would make the list. I did watch both from last year yeah. um, in, in preparation for this year's and yeah, they, they hold up pretty well. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I suppose, uh, should we talk briefly about the pre-show? Sure, we can. Um, so, like... Actually, no, before that, uh, faults as well on the overall presentation of the show because oh. uh, this is the first um, big WWE pay-per-view event in as long as I can remember um, during like the HD era where we've just had like the electronic built uh, LED boards yeah, to use. Yeah. It felt like an old MSG, you know, like when it used to yeah. just the one just the, where the they had the weird entrance. Yeah. But because um, this was taking place from the hell was the name of the stadium? Um, oh, it's where the Arizona Diamondbacks play. I, for, Chase some, Field. for some reason, Chase I had Field. Shine Down Stadium in my head, but that would be a really <laughs> poor American rock band. But uh, yeah, so they only had. A couple of like a, a base, very basic entrance setup, and you could see the wrestlers climbing up the stairs from, I guess, the like dugout area. Yeah, yeah. it was behind home plate, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, that they are words that don't mean a thing to me, so yeah, I'm just yeah. gonna agree. Um, but it, I know enough to make it sound like I know okay, baseball. Okay, right. <laughs> like you dig any deeper than yeah. that, I'm gone. So, um, it was a very basic setup, but it looked different, yeah. and you know. In this day and age, with the very sterile presentation that the main roster yeah. WWE presents, I will take different, the, even if basic. Of, if the seven-hour show is the downside of them really trying to make all the big four into like festival weekends almost, yeah. then the upside of it is possibly that they're actually seem to be putting a bit more effort into the feel of it as a big show. Yeah. Whereas in some years past, the Royal Rumble set was just the Monday Night Raw set mm. with Royal Rumble slapped on it. And I mean, the, the hand is kind of forced because they're doing a baseball stadium. Yeah. So it, it goes without saying that the way the they're curved gonna... engine ramp. Uh, like <clears throat> you said, and I said, and Brody said at several points of the evening, it felt like Mania 19. Yeah, it, just field. with no limp biscuit. So, yeah. Yeah, so um, much worse. So much worse, exactly. Okay. So, but the overall presentation, I thought that, that it looks really yeah. good. I'm not wild about the augmented reality stuff. I care I less. There's there's a couple of them that were actually kind of decent looking. Ember yeah. Moon having the actual the blood moon. Moon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. As someone said on Twitter, they wanted to to stay there and descend closer to the ring like Majora's Mask. Yeah. The, I mean the. It kind of works in the way, certainly for a show like this, where because they don't have the usual like Titantron backdrop, yeah. it, it kind of works in a way to provide a version of that for people yeah. watching at home. At the same time, though, it's just it doesn't add anything. To me, I think like the minimalist thing of just having that small laser board behind them as they came out would have been really fucking cool yeah. and really different. Again, like those MSG shows used to be, that there wasn't a giant Tron that was just a fucking... Like, the, 
the doors that they pushed. Was it that Survivor Series 02 had that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and I think there was a Mania 20 had the stage to the side. Yeah, yeah, Had yeah, the, yeah. the graphics on the door. Yeah, and SummerSlam 98 had, like, the gates that they walked through. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, Rumble 2000 with the corrugated With the taxi. And, yeah. Boy, how we remember these things. Yeah, Aren't we yeah. tragic? So, I, you it's, know what? It's hard to imagine we didn't get outside much as kids. Funny <laughs> that. But I... You can see why they're doing it because they want some kind of grandeur sort of presentation going on because they've, you know, removed all fireworks. Yeah. So I was just, I'm at the point now, it's just like, why just have augmented reality fireworks and be done yeah. with it, you know? And like, the pyro thing, I know it upsets some people that there's no pyro anymore, but to be honest, I think the thing that made pay-per-views feel more special wasn't the abundance of pyro, it was the cool, cool weird-ass sects. Yeah. Like... Uh, you know, I could live without the pyro, but if we can get ourselves a backlash set with the swinging sides again, or, I'm, uh, I'm down with or that. Or Armageddon, where they just had, like, some fucking castle and tanks yeah, or whatever else, right, you yeah. know. Or King of the Ring, where Shane McMahon was going through plate glass eventually. You, we, we don't need to go back to that. But that was, you know, that was Because he big, will do that again. That was the big electric chair set, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. that was cool. They had that for, like, two years, I think. Yeah. I get that that's an enormous expense, I'm sure. I'm but... sure it is. Anyway, we've gone way off yeah, track Yeah, here, so, so pre-show. Okay. Um, There's start, a reason we went way off track. Let's start off with the fucking, um, the most... If you weren't, we said it like if you weren't watching Raw the last while, and even if you were, this is the most kind of uh, throw uh, a fistful of darts at a bunch of names on a board yeah. sort of match, as we had a uh, Bobby Roode and, Sh- and Chad Gable, who are the uh, the Raw Tag Team Champs, not defending seemingly the tag team titles, and against, also not in the Rumble, and not in the Rumble hmm. uh, against Scott Dawson and uh, an author of pain. <laughs> <laughs> Razor. Razor was it? I couldn't remember who it was. Uh, with Drake Maverick. Yeah. Uh, highlight of this match was us fantasy booking the idea of the two Drake Mavericks, the 205 Live Drake Maverick and the AOP Drake Maverick never acknowledging each other and then having a backstage segment eventually where the two meet each other and they are different people. And uh, a real parent trap sort of thing. Uh, that is about as interesting as this match got. Yeah. Uh, I, have, I have nothing. I have no words... For this match, for this feud, for these tag teams, um, the only thing of note is the fact that um, a cameraman fell over. That there is that, and Scott Dawson has the hashtag FTR thing on his jacket, which I don't know how he gets through gorilla position with that on. But hey, whatever. Uh, United States title on the line um, as Shinsuke Nakamura beats Rusev for the US title. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura won the Royal Rumble last year mid card of the pre-show this year it's going great yeah I know right um, I tell you what though I find it hard to imagine that he gives that much of a fuck no. he gets to go surfing you know he came in he had one banger of a match with Sami Zayn and now he can coast on his like six figure paycheck and his weird ass charisma yeah which even at this point is kind of like it's there, but... Yeah, it's a very sanitised version of his weird-ass yeah. charisma. Um, he's he's doing the whole sort of Naito t-shirt-wearing dark yeah. match Oh, type. it's it's house show Naito, yeah. Rev Pro Naito, every yeah. fucking day of the week for yeah. him now at this point. So, um, this was there. They did the finish with... Um, <laughs> I think oh, they certainly did the finish. This this match, I think, solely existed to give the, uh, the kind of storyline for... Um, 
Lana being injured. <laughs> yeah, I you know, know yeah. like there's the whole reason Wild, this match exists. It's like what a solid use of Rusev and Nakamura. Um, and interesting, how full circle have we come? That a men's title match was used as the pretext for a woman to get over. Yeah, I know, right? And it's it's interesting as well how they pick and choose who will actually appear in his ma- in, in the Rumble because Nakamura did double duty. Rusev was nowhere to be seen, and uh, and that's an easy pop. Yeah, you I know, know what I mean. People love Rusev. Yeah, in spite of the everything they've done to him. Um, and what a complete waste of a, a title reign for Rusev. Um, and what what was the point of taking it off? You know what? The belt it just gravitated matter. to him. It, it just it comes back matter. to him periodically. Yeah. I'm asking questions that don't have don't answers. Don't have answers. So, yeah. They uh, don't think that much about the US titles, and neither should you. And there's nothing I need to think about with this. This was a, a pre-show match as pre-show matches go, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the final match uh, on the pre-show was the Cruiserweight title multi-man match. Uh, we had Akira Tozawa, uh, Kalisto. Kalisto, Buddy Murphy, and... Hideo Itami. Hideo Itami. There's a reason you forgot that, because he is kind of forgettable at this he, point. He certainly has forgotten himself. I believe you had the comment when he was... Uh, it was you, wasn't it, coming out? It was like, there's the body of a man who has given up. <laughs> <laughs> Not to say that I am any kind of peak of physical no, excellence. But relative to the shape he was in... Yeah, yeah. Even a year ago, yeah. You know. So, but hey, you know the, that that was a that was a fucking gnarly shoulder injury. He yeah. had. So. Another guy who has put so many like miles on the clock injury wise and mm-hmm. wrecking his body in Japan before he even got to WWE. That you can't really begrudge him just taking a, a safe paycheck. Yeah. You know, it's it's it reminds me very much of. I, I'm sure we're going to get very similar takes to the ones we had on Nakamura and Atami when Kushida shows up. Maybe. No, Kushida doesn't have as many miles on the clock. Like, he's not as evidently broken down. No, I mean, he's still 36, Yeah, he's still, yeah, you know, know, age-wise, yes. But in terms of um, how is he still standing, not so much as the other two. And, I mean, uh, Nakamura was was prone for coasting along even during his New Japan stint, where Kushida, not quite the same, but... Anyway, uh, I I thought this match was pretty good. I'm going to go back and watch this. We shrieked because Akira Tozawa came off the top to the outside, and I thought he he died. Yeah, there was a a weird ass contraption where men were on other men's shoulders, and there was a dive to the outside, and then someone got either hurricanered or like arm drag whipped into the uh, the barricade, which looked pretty funky. Uh, We had this on mute because we was actually recording the pre-show. Yeah, so you can hear a shriek in real time. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I need to go back and watch this with commentary. Um, I'm happy that they kept the title on Buddy Murphy because I think he's a real kind of linchpin of the division at the moment. Yeah. Someone on Twitter said, why do you need Kenny Omega when you got Buddy Murphy right there? Well, (laughs) you know... um, but he's great. He is like is. you know. It's like they say, like the best kept secret. Yeah, and, and it's and he's this was you know a weird ass contraption of four lads. Um, but I, I think that this only does more to uh, kind of solidify his title run, and uh, hopefully, maybe you never know, he might get off the pre-show for Mania. But it's a bold <laughs> statement. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hold my breath. No. Um, the only things I wonder now going forward is what the fuck is this Atami Davari combination about other than just to give Atami a, a mouthpiece, I guess. Um, I 
fault that the Lucha House Party were off of the 205 division now? They, they've done a lot of Raw lately. Yeah. Again, the two of us aren't really watching any Raw to speak of. I was watching 205 pretty consistently for a while last year, but yeah. I, I've fallen off now on everything except uh, OG NXT. Yeah, I and, I, watch, really. and I have no idea what they're going to do for the, uh, for the Mania match. Because... They could go back to Alexandra, but I don't think they will. Or Kushida. He's Possibly. within the next couple of weeks. I guess, I guess, but I think they'll this have him on his NXT. last New Japan show is like around now, isn't it? Well, yeah, because the, the contract's all like the end of January. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, so it could be him. Could be, but I, I could see him go It's pre-show, so... Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah pre-show, show, pre-show, completely forgettable. Yeah. Really. Other than the, the four-way was, was okay. Yeah. Uh, main show... Uh, Smackdown women's title opened the show uh, perhaps to get it out of the way for some reason that we may discuss later uh, Asuka retained against Becky Lynch uh, now we didn't we still had it on mute finishing off the podcast so we, we missed um, the what seemed to be an enormous pop for Becky Lynch and based on later on I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. um, main surprising thing about this match um, not that it was excellent because it was that wasn't surprising to me uh, was a clean win. Yeah. Here. No, yeah. no, I wasn't expecting like heavy shenanigans. But I was expecting some sort of reason um, why Becky Lynch didn't win the match that was, you know, she tapped out. But she did. She tapped out to the Asuka lock. And relatively quickly as well. Yeah, it know. was like a 10 minute, 10, 15 minutes. I, I, I just, when she got into the hole. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like the, the transitions and the reversals they had around the, the Asuka lock and the, the Sama... Um, uh, just, just really, really good stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was also surprised that it was as as clean a victory as that. Yeah. Um, there's some cool spots with uh, doing each other's submissions yes. as well as trying to get into their own yes. ones. And I think that they realised that there was no need to have any kind of uh, bullshit fluke finish or whatever because if you're having Becky win the Rumble, um, whatever happened three hours earlier is forgotten about because yeah. she's won the rumble you know with that said I'd have never done this match to begin with yeah. I'd have just had a one win the rumble yeah. but hey it's funny because I guess like the reason for doing it is to try and sow doubt that she was going to be in the rumble although I think everybody was pretty fucking sure yeah and if she wasn't, wasn't then you were going to start right this so. wasn't going to be the, the Brian uh, Bray Wyatt thing yeah yeah but on the other side we kept surely they've learned but on the other side of that, what this does is it does solidify Asuka as a credible champion yeah. because, you know, she did win the they've, title under more dubious manners. They've done a reasonable job of rehabbing her considering, like, the post-mania, like, run for Asuka was very poor. Yeah. Um, and it felt, felt like kind of, like, you guys are kind of out of the blue and under dubious circumstances that she won the, the title. Yeah, that's the thing. And I was kind of worried that... Um, kind of post that victory and how she won the title that she may suffer from it but in the grand scheme of things that they've done everything the right way with Becky going forward um, she can eat this loss um, and it it serves two masters because she wins the Rumble anyway Asuka gets this credible victory and you know and it was a very very good match and Becky um, for the last six months now continues to have one of the if not the best matches on the show yeah so she is like the, the most consistent performer and most popular wrestler in the whole company, which is wild to me. Mm-hmm. Um, next, two best friends, 
Miz and Shane McMahon defeated the bar to win the tag team title. Clean. Shane McMahon won the titles clean with, admittedly, a very good shooting star press for a 49-year-old man. I'll tell you what. Considering Brock, when he's about 15 years younger, absolutely fucked a shooting star press. Well, I was going to use Billy Kidman as the example because his yeah. shooting star press fucking sucked. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, we just didn't know any better at the time. It was the 90s. It I was know, so yeah. innocent. Yeah. Uh, just, why? You know? Yeah. Why does this... Why is this a thing? Yeah. Uh, two things I enjoyed. So the shooting star press and also... Uh, Miz and Shane doing the Shane dance in the entrance and wearing matching vests was kind of fun. <laughs> but the fun. thing is as well is the whole like concept of or the whole crux of the storyline is about the Miz's dad. Yeah. Um, and was it like Miz being able to kind of show to his dad that hey I'm a champion and, and something for his dad to be proud of. It's like yeah. I was in the building watching this man main event at WrestleMania. Yeah. But as I said to you, if you were Miz's father, you would have been fucking ashamed of your life of that match. <laughs> also, the Miz is like a fucking seven-time tag champ at this point. Yeah. So, with like ten different people. Miz, which won, numerically Miz won in the main event of WrestleMania and yet still lost. Because yeah. Yeah. he ended up flat on his back yeah. at the end of that. Uh, so, just from a storyline perspective, this whole thing made no fucking sense. Mm. And... Um, if they're tr- now, I don't know what the contract situation with either Cesaro or Sheamus would be. Cesaro is the one there's the rumors about. Yeah, um, I the the way he was pinned would lead you to presume that he has pretty That'd much be said by a forty nine year old man. Yeah, that would lead you to presume that he has gone fuck this, I'm out of here. But uh, hey, I'm none the wiser, so yeah. maybe they just did this for the lols. Yeah. Um, but remember, Shane McMahon is the uh, the best wrestler in the world. He is uh, confirmed by winning the World Cup the to, to confirm that yeah. the the best wrestler in the world. Yeah. So at the same time, Cesaro should be proud that he lost in such a manner. Yeah. At, at at worst, he's the second best wrestler. In the world. <laughs> um, what do we have after that? Then uh, let me have a look here at my little uh, list. Oh yes, uh, what I a very enjoyable match as Ronda Rousey retained the Raw Women's Title against Sasha Banks, and this was. Um, like a lot of Ronda matches, it didn't feel like a smooth pro wrestling match where two people are cooperating. Yeah. It felt a little bit like a fight, and I, I really liked it. I think Sasha's new kind of, uh, like, almost kind of like smash mouth, you know, down mat wrestling submission shit is really working for her. Mm. Um, and I don't know if that's just because I've really bought into the hype of that awesome vignette that we talked about uh, where she was training with Gulak and Amazing Red Um, but yeah I really enjoyed this match and Ronda for someone with so little experience seems pretty much incapable of having a bad or uninteresting match yeah I mean she's one of those just kind of freak athlete prodigy type um, uh, performers and uh, I mean I, I still wonder if you had someone if you had her in there with someone who was... Um, actually, no, because she even had a, a, a pretty decent match with Nia Jax. So even the argument that, you know, she That's can... Stephanie McMahon. And yeah, well... <laughs> so you can't even use the idea that she can only perform to the level of the person in front of her. Because yeah. she's kind of smashed that theory as well. But yeah, now, I don't think this is as good as the SmackDown women's tag ma- uh, no. title match. No. But it 
did have a, an aura about it that you only get with someone like a Ronda Rousey. It was a bit clunky, it was a bit sloppy, but it was the good kind of sloppy. And um, it, it maybe went on a couple of minutes too long. Uh, I think they could have gone home a little bit quicker. Yeah, there's a 14 minutes. Yeah, I, I don't think it needed to be 14 minutes because you do run into the territory where you end up with, at points... Ronda just working a traditional wrestling match and the yeah. thing about Ronda that makes her appealing in the same way with a Brock match is that they don't work typical wrestling style matches yeah. you know? don't get paid by the AR no no um, and the other thing and that was all and like as well Ronda's MMA career was characterised by finishing people in exactly. Um and you know the other thing with her as well is like when she starts kind of whipping out those judo throws like yeah. she, they just look fucking lethal mm. Um, There's a really cool opening spot where she tries to do the the the, the judo and uh, and Sasha rolls through and does the same. That was really good. But yeah, this was this was really good for Sasha. I think she needed this. And then she had some callbacks to her own greatest hits as well. She did the the stomping on on the the fingers during the bank statement from the Bailey match. Like there was some good stuff like that. So that was all good. And uh, and then after the match, she put up the full fingers to symbolize the the horsewoman. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that means whether that we're, we're actually going to get like a, a f- eight woman tag at Mania I don't because like it's Ronda Becky surely yeah you know what I mean so if anything I would say hey let's wait till Ronda's back after she leaves because she does intend on coming back once she's had her kid yeah um, but because that's... Lord knows the worst scenario is to rush Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir any more than they already are. But that's that's an astonishing amount of foresight, which yeah. you don't get with this company. I mean, look how far in advance Undertaker popped up on that UFC pay-per-view and he's this match with Brock. This is true. Um, um, I'm not saying it's a deliberate thing. I'm saying no. it's a, they could just be going into like doing the four horsemen thing because it's a thing sure. rather than actually actively have the plan. But yes, as you mentioned, uh, Duke and the other one that I can't remember, um, Marina Shafir, are terrible professional. Mrs. Roddy, yes, uh, are, are not very good at the wrestling. No. So I green as grass, yeah, they, as they say. So they need <laughs> at minimum a year. Yeah. Uh, to get a... they've been rushing off TV already Yeah, and we're going to be seeing on NXT this week uh, Kyrie and Neo Shirai against the Jessamyn Duke and, and Marina Shafir in which Marina Shafir experiences some form of broken face mm. um, so yeah, mm. Mm. yeah. <laughs> not, not wild about them wrestling mm. on pay-per-view anytime soon no even to be fair Shayna is like not you know, she has a great aura. She does a great spots. She has been in great matches, but I wouldn't necessarily call her a great professional wrestler. Belle no, Belle. she's similar in a lot of ways, funny enough, to Ronda. Yeah. Uh, but she has more under her belt in terms of kind of putting together a, a traditional wrestling match. Yeah. You know? And I'm scared to death of her. Oh, and so you should be. <laughs> yeah. She would fucking tear your arm off. Yeah. And put you to sleep. Yeah. Um, next up, the Women's Royal Rumble. This was bad. This was uh, very, this very, was bad. yeah, very, uh, very sloppy. It, and I think a lot of it comes down to they they front loaded this match with the with not so blocks. great pe- with the not so great people uh, wrestling wise, uh, with the odd sprinkling of someone who has a bit of experience, and then it wasn't until the end where all the recognizable okay these people are good and can hold up a match come in. Um, and even then, like it was, the, the match was past salvaging at that point. Yeah. Uh, we we got where we needed to get to at the end. Yeah. I think the execution was pretty clunky for it. Yeah. Um, and 
most of this match was just bad. Yeah. Uh, and and Lacey Evans is bad. Uh, yeah, Lacey Evans, uh, Natalia, and Mandy Rose were your first three. Uh, and then Liv Morgan, who went, it was there for a just, fucking cup of coffee. All you're getting is me shaking my head yeah. for most of this match. Uh, Mickey James came in, wasn't... She was fine. Um, yeah. Was just, Do you know what? There. The, the issue that I have with this and the men's rumble for this year mm. is that about 95% of it was just a person would come in they'd hit a move or two to get like the tiniest amount of shine and then they would just go sit in a corner. Yeah. There was no grand storyline thread beats because like a rumble, the way a good rumble is put together yeah. is it's booked into like three or four short stories. Yeah. But we didn't get that with either this year up until yeah. Becky we got, and the We got some rumble. little stories. Tiny. And, and that's what, yeah, every, I think somewhat, I, I, I would love to attribute credit but I can't remember who it was said it, that there was lots of good little stories in two very big bad matches. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. But, and also like no one got like a great amount of shine. Um, and no one had like the quote unquote diesel slash cane push of just clearing out a bunch of people. Yeah. And, um, and it showed and just no one, no one really other than, um, the, uh, uh, what the hell was her name? Ricochet's girlfriend. Um, uh, Katie Captain Zero. Yeah. Uh, she had a couple of uh, cool moments. Um, yeah, sure, I had the, the moonsault. But other than that, there was just nothing memorable about this match other than mm. the fact that Becky won it. And yeah. even then, like the sprint with Becky and Charlotte at the end uh, wasn't yeah. as... Candice LeRae came in. We were all very excited. She didn't really do much. She didn't do anything. She was kind of just in there almost to go, like, please steady the ship. This match has gone very bad. Yeah. Uh, Zelina Vega was in for, I think, the best comedy of the match where she was just like in a series of gifable moments hiding under the ring and then that was great but then <laughs> in a wow we're back in like the mid 2000s diva division Hornswoggle came out and chased her away uh, but then yeah as we got towards the, the back half of the rumble some of the the, the people we, we know and enjoy started showing up like you said Yoshirai came in had her couple of spots um, Alexa Bliss made her big return so that was that was notable uh, Rhea Ripley showed up that was cool getting to see her and again I think that they should have just gone fuck it and have her clear out like yeah. eight, eight or nine people they call her the nightmare so yeah, yeah. Know, that's um, uh, I thought Bailey actually looked pretty yeah. good I she, she, did, had, she had a really uh, good sprint she did eliminate three people uh, Rhea I mean so. I could eliminate three people yeah. <laughs> um, and then yeah so as we kind of alluded to earlier Lana came out uh, number 29 we knew Carmella was going to be 30 so Lana comes out and she's uh, still got a really badly injured foot or leg from the pre-show um, and the, the kind of the referees are trying to help her up and, and Finley's there all of a sudden Becky comes out the crowd at this point they know what's up and are going fucking berserk and uh, I'd love to hear a conversation between Becky and Finley by the way yeah, oh, she loves to fight <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she's like put me in the match put me in put me in like basically like do it coward yeah. and uh, he just goes right after you yeah. her music hits fucking everybody goes insane uh, and yeah it comes down to and again but this is the thing she comes in and then almost immediately she's just kind of put to the side like yeah. it, 
it, this isn't difficult yeah she comes in she squares does she square off with Charlotte straight away or she has the moment where they stare down and there's the kind of well she squares off with Nia Jax oh yeah yeah because uh, yeah. they have to deal with that but again like you should have Becky come in and clear out like four or five people yeah. you know like that was the just the, moving people out. the moment to do that and yeah. I don't know it's the little things like that that make a great rumble yeah. um, and they they miss those tricks every, pretty much every time for both yeah. rumbles yeah so uh, so it comes down to the, the odd final three although in terms of story it probably made the most sense the final three be yeah. Charlotte, Becky and Nia yeah. Nia obviously sticking out like a sore thumb in, in, in more ways than one she had a, much like a lot of people in this rumble had a very poor showing for mm. herself um, but yeah so Charlotte uh, eliminates Nia uh, Nia takes out Becky out of frustration or is it? Or did Becky eliminate Nia? Uh, Nia gets eliminated, and she takes out Becky anyway out of frustration. And Becky is selling her leg, yeah, like crazy. They're they're talking about waving it off, and and uh, that Becky can't compete anymore. And uh, she gets in. They go for a little bit, and Becky wins, which I think shocked a lot of people. Like it made the most sense story wise that Becky should have won the rumble. A lot of people knew in their hearts she should have won the rumble, but like we were saying on the pre-show. Something deep down told you Charlotte was winning the Rumble. Yeah. The now the thing is, do they stay committed to this? It should be the singles match. You know, it just feels like it should be the singles match. Because you know what they should do, right? They should have this be the main event of WrestleMania, and they should either have um Charlotte and I can't remember. There's um I I I can't remember what match it was, but I remember there's a, a specific um match in Japan like heavyweight match and um, you see the two wrestlers going at it and you can see way off in like the distance like at the back behind the crowd or whatever you can see like this third guy who's just standing there watching kind of in a way where you have like a, a wrestler watching the TV backstage yeah. but not even doing that just kind of off to the distance somewhere and they're just watching intently and they should have and it will suck for Charlotte but she shouldn't even be on Mania right she should be somewhere in the distance just watching this match and they can yeah. do like a <laughs> like Cena last year <laughs> I mean yeah sure you can have fucking uh, Charlotte cheering on the 205 live match going, it's fucking Mustafa <laughs> yeah. Ali tell you what yeah. um, and they should do either like a 24 or a Chronicle or something you know and they can have that build up where yeah. they just have Charlotte and they have and then they could main event SummerSlam exactly match. exactly and you know what they won yeah. yeah it'll be a three way <laughs> it'll be a three way <laughs> yeah the way they should like get it away like they should have Becky maybe defend her shot against Charlotte at fast lane or whatever and still win so it's still one on one but that's not what they're going to do mm-hmm. yeah she's going to get in, she will somehow get involved I have no doubt um, so after that we had our two men's world title matches I don't have a whole hell of a lot to say about uh, Brian versus Styles it was good I slept through that entire thing yeah so, <laughs> Mark, Mark slept through this match. It was a good, it was a very good professional wrestling match. Uh-huh. But the finish, uh-huh. Mark, uh, have you seen the clip since? I've seen a picture. Yeah. So we had, we, you woke up after this match. Yeah. You woke up somewhere during the, the Finn, the Finn Brock, Brock match. Yeah. And we had to explain what happened to you. And we gave you a bunch of guesses. 
as to what happened. Why I didn't come up with the logical answer that was Big Red himself. Yeah, the Vintner. Yeah. <laughs> Eric Rowan in a Charles Manson t-shirt, I think, and a flannel shirt. Known environmentalist, yes. Charles Manson, thank and, you very much. And is now aligned with Brian, helped him to win with his grabbing the whole head choke slam thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a ref bump and he, he interfered, so... Yeah, that was a thing. I suppose at least you know Daniel Bryan's still your world champ. Which was I it like? Because I always thought I thought it was Rowan that got injured out of him and Harper. It was the last time it was Rowan. Yeah, uh, I th- it must be Harper this time. I thought it was Rowan this time. Boy, those two just can't catch a break. No, Harper they can't. in particular. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's another guy who I'm surprised mm. there isn't more rumblings about. You know. Well. Um, I, I mean, I have no comments on this match because I didn't see it. So, yeah. But from what I understand is that, yeah, as you said, these two had a perfectly fine match, yeah. which unfortunately is kind of like AJ Styles at this point in terms of just has fine matches but doesn't hit that next Age gear. Age is starting to show, Possibly, possibly. 41, 42 now. About that. Yeah. And that's a hard 41, 42. Yeah. yeah. He's been around for a long, long time. Yeah. WCW alumnus. Jesus. Um... Universal title match, Brock Lesnar, Finn Balor in an absolute sprint, eight and a half minutes. I really enjoyed it. Mm. Uh, not on the level of, say, Brock, Daniel Bryan, or Brock AJ. Did it I follow? It was very good. Did it follow a similar format to those two matches where you have Brock just murder for the first couple of minutes and then? Yeah, he started. Well, it was Finn started by trying to hit him with everything he had, mm. and then he kind of started doing the monster stuff. But then they did the spot where he kind of I can't remember what he did to shove Brock into the corner of the announce table gut first so he started playing on the diverticulitis thing started selling like he was wounded uh, so Finn was just like trying through fucking everything he had and hit what I think was the sickest uh, fucking uh, coup de gras he has hit in a long line like pretty much he went through Brock <laughs> um, and then Brock for the first time in quite a while if memory serves uh, beat him with the Kimura hmm. um, so I wonder is that playing into whoever his Wrestlemania like what, whatever his Wrestlemania plan is will that be part of it that he's kind of trying to remind everyone of the Kimura now for the Seth match maybe uh, yeah. maybe who knows uh, men's rumble I was just going to say um, I yeah. so yeah so I, I saw about half this match um, and it definitely the, the crowd were into this at the end which is good yeah. good for Finn um, during this match Brony kept referring to uh, Finn as the smiley ter- thirst trap yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, not sure about like after the match um, I you know you had you built up this kind of idea that Finn had come close kind of similar to like the Daniel Bryan and the Styles match yeah. and then just Brock comes back in and, and just he's just Brock lays waste Brock to him smash. Um, not sure that is the thing to do and I don't, I don't know where this leaves Finn now I don't know where this leaves Finn this yeah. is the thing yeah yeah. Um, men's rumble this is quite a one-two pairing to start things off it was a much better kickoff much more enjoyable kickoff than the, the women's rumble mm. uh, I think there was some well executed comedy in this rumble um, Elias and Jeff Jarrett mm. ain't he great could have done without him coming in in his 90s gear. Like, seriously, I I don't think there is a wrestler in the history of professional wrestling that has had worse attire than yeah. that 94-95 Jarrett run. Yeah. Um, and it's fair to say that in 2019, it, 
looks worse. Yeah. You know? I tell you, I would have absolutely... If he'd come out in his, like, his WCW gear, even with the, like, the chosen one, I would have gone fucking crazy. Yes, because he would have come out in fucking... It would have been the greatest. Yeah, he would, come out, slap nuts. he would have come out in a slap nuts t-shirt yeah, and smashed right. a midget over the head with a guitar. Yeah, why not? Yeah, alright. <laughs> okay. Um, Keep dreaming, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I do try. Yeah. Then, uh, Nakamura, double duty, coming in. He really, like, he was in for nearly 20 minutes, and I can't tell you a significant But you know what? It's amazing that he wrestled two matches and uh, put in the effort for a wrestler that wrestled half a match. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which... It's impressive. I, I respect. Impressive levels of conservation. I, I cannot think. help but respect that level of uh, uh, willingness to not try, you know? Uh, Kurt Angle got his his Rumble came in and I, I said all I want for him is to throw a German suplex at an Angle Slam and I got both of those things so his purpose was served no, not eliminate no. anybody he's only in for three minutes which what is, is probably all he can handle standing up now what is the purpose of Kurt Angle in 2019 just Kurt Angle there he is <laughs> there he is fair play to him he, you make him sound like a dog yeah I love him <laughs> little Kurt what a man uh, okay. Big E and then our first surprise of the Rumble uh, won Donald Wrestling Johnny yeah, Gargano yeah. showed up very happy to see him there uh, he was in for 15 minutes yeah, thereabouts fair amount of time um, got one elimination at that time so he did very well for himself yeah he eliminated Nakamura I think didn't he I think that was yeah yeah. yeah. Um, so that was cool that was shown for him uh, we had a couple of kind of NXT heads here that did I, I think even better than than last year. Mm. I think we had last year. We thought we had Almas and Adam Cole were the ones that came in, and they didn't really like uh, the two that I remember. Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, Jinder, Iroh, uh, but he was in for he. You know what? Him. He was in for twenty nine seconds. Jinder and uh, the Singh brothers. Between the three, of Singh them, brothers are great. Between the three of them, I will. I will die on that hill. Between the three of them, though, they got disposed in a way that is like a leaving the territory disposed kind of way. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like not not in a. This is a former Get WWE the fuck champion. Out of here. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joe came out. Joe had a good rumble. He was in there for twenty five minutes nearly. Um, uh, Joe was just fabulous. What he can is, you say about he's, him? He's he's good at just being a monster. And uh, I like that they they continued between him and Ali. The, yeah, the staff Ali eventually yeah. eliminating them. Uh, who cool. had a really good rumble himself? Kurt yeah. uh, Hawkins. I really enjoyed Kurt Hawkins running in, hitting somebody, running back out again, <laughs> like a fucking coward. The two hundred fifty-seven and oh he is now. I don't know. Or oh and two fifty-seven. Can I say more accurately? Uh, Seth came out then 43 minutes uh, he was in the rumble we'll get to him more later on uh, Titus came in playing off the the slip thing by diving under the ring and it was hilarious yeah. and you know what right it's again um, and I've heard this mentioned on other shows before there is this thing within WWE which we call the subtlety hammer Yeah. and that like if you have watched wrestling for the last year you know about the bit where Titus falls under the ring. Like, he is running towards the ring, and Michael Cole is screaming, oh, you remember at the Greatest Royal Rumble last year? It's like, yeah. yes, Michael, I remember. You don't need to tell me this. Yeah, the gif is still doing the rounds, Exactly. Michael. Yeah, um, it, poor, poor attempt at comedy. Uh, Kofi came in. Kofi had a couple of spots this year, a couple of his elimination teases. I was kind of like, Ugh. I'm kind of over. I'm entirely dumb. And yeah. it's also, and this was in the. Um, also, I think someone pointed out on both his 
on, on both the times he nearly got eliminated, he was eliminated. Yes, yeah. and it's the thing is between this and because it happened in the women's rumble as well. Uh, I I get you know the the real literal idea of both feet must touch the ground, but I'm sorry if you're flat on your back. Yeah, I would take that as an elimination. Yeah. You know. Uh, Mustafa Ali came in, as you uh, pointed out, had a very good rumble. Uh, two eliminations, um, including Joe. And he uh, he was in there for 30 minutes exactly. Mm. That's that's efficient. Uh, I love Mustafa Ali. So criminally underrated for so long. It's so it, it's great that he's the, properly the first person to outgrow 205, to kind of get called up from 205 Live in a way. And he's not... The one you would kind of suspect straight away to no. do that. But Again, he's... because of that being so underrated. Yeah. Um, Ambrose out next. Then boy, no. hasn't his stock fallen? Mm. Like his stock fell. Then he got injured. Then he came back, and everyone's like, "Okay, they're going to get behind him now." And the stock has fallen again. And he's wearing cool guy chains. Yeah, and that doesn't help. No way, Jose. There for a fucking cup of coffee. What, 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 why? What was the point? Best part of it was then that Drew McIntyre came out and laid out his little entourage sure. there, his, his conga line, uh, Xavier Woods, and then Pete Dunne, after us assuming he was going to be in it last year, came out. He was in there for a while in his cool regal gear. Uh, Andrade Cien Almas comes in. He had a good rumble, I think. Just Andrade, thank you very much. Yes, just Andrade, like Cher or Ronaldo. Um, Paul Cruz Alistair Black was your other NXT uh, uh, call up here he had some good spots he eliminated Ambrose didn't he he did I think yeah yeah sure um, so that was pretty cool wait who eliminated Corbin uh, Braun oh Corbin eliminated Alistair Black and Braun right, 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 right. I don't know that from memory it's just written here in front of me sure I believe you <laughs> Um, but yeah again like a bunch of those NXT people that came up they had a couple of spots but it's always a kind of you, I feel like it would be better just to have one call up and give them like a really good run yeah. like Rusev did when he first came up yeah. then to have four or five people uh, called in so you had three here uh, Gargano Pete and Pete, Alistair Alistair was it just those three yeah okay um, but yeah, it's not, they haven't drowned it. It's not like no. Was it's... it the women's rumble last year, or was it the oh, well? It was the women's battle royal at WrestleMania that had the the five or six NXT women? Well, I mean that's that's kind of like purely down to they don't have the numbers. The roster they had available, so um, no more kind of memorable uh, people came in. Ray came in. Him and Andrade had some more cool stuff. They should feud for all of time. I'd be fine with that. Uh, Nia Jax took the number 30 spot laying out R-Truth. We knew something was going to happen with R-Truth because like, there's no way was he going to be the legit 30. I had been guessing after I saw it on Twitter and it just sounded like something that would happen was that he would accidentally come out in the women's rumble because <laughs> that's the thing they do with him. Oh, you get it. He's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nia came out doing... That's your little pub trivia fact. The first person to appear in two Royal Rumbles in the same night, Nia Jax. Um, and then kind of the match just went down to... It was was it Braun, Drew and Seth were last? No, Drew was out earlier because Ziggler. Eliminated. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. Ziggler, Seth. Ziggler, Seth and, and Braun. What the, what the fuck is Ziggler doing there? As soon as it got down three. to that, those three, it, it completely telegraphed who was winning. Yeah. Because we know uh, with... Uh, how much of an angry beat route he is that they weren't going to subject Brock to another brawn match this soon. Mm-hmm. 
because he clearly does not like wrestling that man mm. um, and yeah young Seth Lee Rollins won and uh, it, it was the right one it was predictable but it's yeah it's the way to go forward I think um, Seth versus Brock should be really good hopefully hopefully yeah. But uh, once again, just, just reminds me of that fucking three-way at the Rumble a couple of years hmm. ago with Cena. But once again, just a Rumble that was there, but not anything particularly special. Yeah. But that was it, the match, wasn't it, where like Brock was out for ages, and then Rose like the shark from Jaws in yes. the background. There was some fine camera work. Actually, there was something that worked as well. The camera work throughout the show. Oh, was, so bad. It was atrocious. Yeah, there was one point in the Rumble where I shouted at the, the men's Rumble where I shouted at the screen, "Stop cutting!" Oh my god. So, uh, as a show, like, in terms of setting up the things that they need to do going forward, yeah. uh, they hit home run. So it did there, baseball stadium, home run. Thank you hey. very much. Very good. Uh, in terms of execution, was fine. Um, but not anything They got where they needed to go. Service. And it wasn't particularly memorable the way they got there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd, I'd give this, like, a 7 out of 10. Maybe yeah. maybe a, a strong six, a light seven, in yeah. the words of uh, Anthony Fantano. Hmm. Yeah, I I think that's fair. Yeah. Just I wasn't mad about it, um, but I won't be running back to rewatch anything in particular. May rewatch a couple of moments, Becky winning and things like that. There's great footage of like from the crowd of how crazy people went. Like the biggest reaction on the whole show was her mm. winning the rumble. Um, and there's a great video of um, the, the Royal Rumble viewing party up in Dublin at Buskers of hmm. the crowd fucking exploding and chanting ole ole and stuff like that. Yeah, really cool. Um, but fucking Becky Lynch won a Rumble, so I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give it. That could be like, the uh, it could have been an absolute trash fire of a show and I still would have been happy. So, but I'm still not fully committed to believing that they won't, enti- they, they, they can still fuck this up. Yeah. And I'm still half in mind that they will. Yeah. So she absolutely has to be the one to beat Ronda. Uh, so like but yeah, you just have this again, uh, like with the rumble, you just have this feeling uh, deep down. Yeah. Um but yeah, right, that's gonna do it for a little experimental kind of uh mini grapple up recording and hopefully this came out okay and we haven't just wasted an hour and a half or so. Um, I mean, we just wasted seven hours watching, so can't be, you know. can't be that bad. Can <laughs> yeah, uh, at link to cast on Twitter. I'm at the day to Dave. Mark is at Lithium Project. Brony is at Keith Brony for all your emoji needs. Uh, and Toby is uh, part a of good, my social media strategy to boost them numbers. A good boy. Yeah, who indeed. has ingested half of my shoes. So <laughs> thanks, Toby. I'll tell you what, buddy. Let's just go get some lunch, shall yeah, we? Yeah, sounds good. Okay, talk to y'all uh, next week. Actually, we'll be back with another mini wrap up, uh, a road report from OTT in Belfast. Uh, do we even do video games guests. anymore, Dave? It feels like I haven't done anything to do with video games since Game of the Year. <laughs> fucking like, and I haven't done a proper show since early December. Uh. It's it's wild, but I uh, look forward to actual link to the gas coming back this week. And Days of Thunder is back this week as well. It's a fucking packed week, my friends. Um, Okay, yeah. Talk to you soon. Bye.